0: A roundup of the main business news from China and elsewhere. This is Global Business.
1: From CGTN headquarters in Beijing, this is Global Business. I'm guanxing. The headlines we're tracking at this hour. Healthy rebound, China's factory activity demonstrates consistent recovery in January while the non-manufacturing sector continues its expansion. Growth Boost, the International Monetary Fund, has revised upward Asia's growth forecast, attributing most of the increase to China and India. Riding high in our new series, Surfing the E-commerce Wave, we take a closer look at the opportunities and challenges in China's flourishing cross-border e-commerce sector. China's factory activity has shown a steady recovery with the Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, for the manufacturing sector, touching 49.2 in January, marking a 0.2 percentage point increase from the previous month. Recent data from the National Bureau of Statistics attributes this rise to the recovery of both domestic and global demand. The PMI serves as a measure of business sentiment among large Factory operators with the 50-point mark serving as a threshold between expansion and contraction. The producing managers index of major sectors such as equipment manufacturing, high-tech manufacturing and consumer goods manufacturing all indicate expansion. Moreover, China's non-manufacturing sector continued its expansion in January with business activities in sector reaching 50.7, reflecting a 0.3-point increase from the previous month and marking a second consecutive month of growth. And to better understand the story behind China's latest PMI data, we're joined by Yong, chief researcher at DnC think tank. Thank you for joining us, Mr. Lee. So, what do the PMI readings reveal about the overall economic activity in a country?
2: Uh, first of all, I think the headline number trended, uh, uh, you know, within uh, with, with the uh, expected uh, within expected uh, direction, and uh, the uh, forty-nine point two uh reading I think is better than the uh December I think that has stopped uh ended the three consecutive uh, months of decline and that I think is an indication of uh of more signs of uh, positive uh factors uh that uh, I think will indicate indicate uh the gradual um, uh recovery of the uh, uh of the economy And I think uh, this is also consistent with the uh, uh, policies and plans being staged by the national local uh, governments to, uh, uh, to, uh, to, to, to to develop the economy for the rest of the year. And one other factor uh, that I would like to mention is the seasonal factor, which is normally uh in general if the spring festival in february normally the uh the january reading is going to be a decline but uh you know this january's reading is better than the uh, last last september so uh, this is also indication of the uh uh, of the improvement in the economic in the overall economic uh, uh, performance back to
1: you and to break down the numbers China's manufacturing PMI has been consistently around the 50 point level while the non manufacturing sector has shown stronger performance for some time so what are the underlying factors contribute to this trend
2: well I think um, you know this is really related to uh, you know if you read the numbers the uh, production index uh, obviously uh you know outperforms uh you know in terms of a, a, a in comparison with the other uh indices so uh, uh this is actually the result of the uh, of the government policies um, you know staged uh, uh late last year and the beginning of this year and that i think has boosted the confidence of the manufacturing uh sector and of course uh as i mentioned you know the uh seasonal factor uh, also has a role to play. For example, the upcoming spring, spring festival and the holidays related to it is, uh, you know, uh, that may have uh, uh, a, an impact on the relatively ro- l- low readings uh, of other in, uh, sub indices. But uh, after that, I think, you know, we're going to see uh, continued improvement, of course, uh, if we look at the non-manufacturing, uh, 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 you know, in index, you know, that I think is obviously uh, associated with expectations of the uh, expanded spending during uh, the uh, Spring ho- uh, spring Festival holiday seasons.
1: Mm. Back well, the manufacturing remains a cornerstone of China's economy. What strategies are necessary not only to maintain its competitive edge in established fields like EVs, but also to innovate and foster new high-tech grounds?
2: Well, I think you know, this is really a, a good question, and it is a question, <laughs> I would say, of a uh, billion dollars you know there are a lot of policies you know uh, being staged and the one most important one uh, was staged uh, at the end of last year that is about the upgrading of the uh, traditional uh, manufacturing industries and uh, there's a target being set uh, for the year 2027 uh, and that i think you know if the goals of that, uh, you know, strategies uh, are reached, I think that we could see, uh, you know, substantial improvement and increase in the manufacturing sector towards, for example, high end manufacturing, green manufacturing, smart manufacturing, and also the uh, integration of manufacturing uh, sectors, you know, to make sure that, uh, you know, the manufacturing is going to, you know, uh, is going to constitute a stable uh, share in the total economy and of course it is going to be uh related to the uh uh improvement of the competitiveness and there are also uh associated uh, investment uh not just by the private sector but also uh in in government physical policies you know to help uh you know the industry manufacturing industries to uh to upgrade.
1: Well, thank you, to- Mr. Lee. Please stay with us for more discussion later in the program. And China says it will continue to strengthen market supervision and implement measures to optimize the business environment. The State Administration for Market Regulation made remarks on Wednesday at a news conference. Puchuan Chuan, deputy director, says the country will pursue the development of a unified national market that is efficient and ensures fair competition. Authorities also gave updates on the country's efforts to improve the anti-monopoly law, facilitate food safety regulations, boost the support for self-employed individuals, and improve credit restoration for businesses. And I'll also bring back Mr. Leon, Chief Researcher at DNC Think Tank. So, Mr. Lee, how have the relevant ministries and developments demonstrated in the effectiveness of their policies in invigorating the vitality of business entities?
2: Well, I think uh, uh, the observers of the Chinese economy will understand that uh, any policies, uh, you know, uh, that can be effectively implemented implemented uh to uh unleash the potential of uh, particular industries for example will require coordination of different uh ministries and agencies and in this uh in in relation to your question i think one notable example is the uh you know the coordinated uh, policies and the implementations of those policies by uh uh by different uh, ministries and departments. For example, uh, diversified health and support system, you know, uh, that have been uh, exercised uh, during last year, and, uh, I think will continue uh, to be implemented and improved you know, to make sure that the, you know, in particular, you know, the uh, house, uh, the individual household businesses, you know, as, um, you know, uh, individual house businesses account for uh 67.3 percent of the total business entities and account for also uh 300 million uh jobs and uh, therefore different ministries and departments uh, you know they they have been working together to help to provide support and to understand their uh business uh problems and to help to resolve them and uh you know the other one is the other you know policies you know being coordinated by different i think roughly 14 of ministries departments is the classification of uh, of the uh different kind of uh, individual ho- uh, household businesses you know that will uh coupled uh, that has been coupled with different different support policies you know, uh, you know, they they are kind of classified. For example, you know, uh, into three types: uh, survival types, growth types, and development types. Okay. And those policies have been very effective and contributed to the healthy growth and the increase in the total uh, number of the, of this category of uh, businesses.
1: Well, thank you very much for sharing Back with to us. You. And that was Leon, chief researcher and DNC think Tech. Chinese manufacturing sectors are undergoing a new wave of reform driven by technological advancements. And this high-tech innovation is significantly impacting the development of the new energy vehicle sector. According to the latest data from the China Association of Automobile Manufacturers, NEV EV sales accounted for a third of the total vehicle sales in 2023. Our reporter Zhang Shixuan delves into the technological innovations behind the industry's growth. On China's roads, electric vehicles can be easily identified by
3: their special green plates. They have become increasingly common. More than 20 million NEVs are now running on China's roads, though that's just 6% of the total car numbers in the country. NEVs have been taking an increasing share of vehicle sales. Last year, they accounted for almost a third of the total sales and production in the country. No wonder the number of NEV brands have been rising significantly in recent years. There is an estimation saying the country has more than 70 NEV brands, meaning the competition to innovate is fierce. One of the most obvious outcomes from the tech development has been lowering costs. Chinese AI tech giant SenseTime has been one of the leading players using AI to provide applications like high-speed driving assistance without needing to use too much computing power.
2: We launched a new function last year, high-speed driving assistance. More car makers will prefer to have functions developed on chip computing platforms of medium and low cost. It's of huge market opportunities."
3: That application has lately been installed in a car model produced by a Chinese NEV startup.
0: We were the first in China when we announced mass production of a car model that has premium high speed driving
4: assistance on ATI chip. As
3: of last June, SenseTime's tech has been applied to more than sixty car models. Big name car makers including Psych Motor, JAC Motor, and Neo are all using it. More than thirty-six million units have been equipped with its tech products.
2: Every year, there would be a new tech solution.
3: That's a huge breakthrough compared with the traditional car industry, where big-name car makers would require three to six years to confirm the application of a new tech.
2: Our company now has more than 50,000 GPUs. Sense Auto is now using more than 10,000 units. For a solution using big AI models, it has to be trained with several hundred GPUs in several weeks or even a month. If we have adequate computing power, we can conduct multiple experiments together and test solutions with higher requirement for computing power.
3: SenseTime now has computing centers in multiple big cities. At the beginning of 2022, the company started the operation of its artificial intelligence data center in Shanghai, one of the biggest of its kind in Asia. These have allowed the company to train large AI models to make smarter driving systems which is the next major task for the tech developer. In mid-November, the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology announced a pilot program for intelligent connected vehicles. The criteria include mass production capability and higher-level automated functions. Cities such as Beijing and Shanghai have stepped up to permit the first batch of car makers to test some of these vehicles. But extra functions aren't the only factor in developing a more mature EV market.
4: One is the battery-related, the electrification-related technologies such as the the new kinds of battery, um, the the BMS, uh, the control system, and uh, the other uh, manufacturing-related technology. The other perspective is the Autonomous driving perspective, including software, including the um, high uh, computing platforms, the chips, semiconductor related, and the other one is infrastructure, such as the uh, faster charging infrastructure and the battery swapping related, uh, equipping with the new business models.
3: According to China Association of Automobile Manufacturers, new energy vehicles maintained strong momentum in both production and sales, both reaching 9.5 million presenting an increase of more than one-third. Zhang Shuxuan, ICS for CTTN Shanghai.
1: And now we're heading for a short break. on global business. Growth boost. The International Monetary Fund has revised upwards Asia's growth forecast, attributing most of the increase to China and India.
4: The world economy as we know it is about to change. Global Business Reports highlight emerging markets, developing countries, and dynamic sectors worldwide. We feature top analysts and newsmakers to provide perspectives on every facet of business. From an on-the-ground perspective, we provide you with balanced and objective assessments. Fast, sharp, and insightful. Global Business. Only on CGTN.
1: But U.S. tech giant Microsoft has outperformed market expectations in its fiscal second quarter results, taking over 62 billion U.S. dollars in revenue. And John Terrett reports from the New York Stock Exchange
4: Microsoft is a very cleverly designed company. It's always been that way. For example, did you know that in 2022, Microsoft had 28.79%? of all the operating systems market share in the world. And in the same year, 2022, it had 1.6 billion active devices on the go. These days, Microsoft, of course, is like a lot of companies developing itself. It's a software company, it's a hardware company. It's very important to take into account Azure, which is their cloud division. And of course, they are chief leaders these days, certainly in the American corporation world when it comes to AI because of their partnership with OpenAI, ChatGPT and Sam Altman. Microsoft is funneling a lot of money into OpenAI and when OpenAI does well, actually Microsoft does well as well. They also have CoPilot which we're waiting to hear more about. CoPilot is an AI assistant. After the closing bell, Microsoft beat on the top and the bottom line, but the shares were down in the immediate aftermath of the news by just under 1%. But they did beat earnings per share $2.93, not $2.78, and the revenue a whopping $62 billion for the latest quarter, not $61.1 billion as had been forecast. John Terrett, CGTN, on the trading floor of the New York Stock Exchange.
1: The International Monetary Fund unveiled the latest regional economic outlook for Asia in the Pacific on Wednesday, showing an upward revision in growth for both 2023 and 2024 in the region. The IMF emphasized that Asia is poised to once again propel two-thirds of global growth in 2024, mirroring its contribution in 2023. And for more details, let's cross to correspondent Chris Gilbert in Tokyo. Hi there, Chris. Good to see you. Could you provide insights into the IMF's perspective on China's impact on global and regional growth this year?
0: Oh, good evening from Tokyo. Well, just a stone's throw down the road behind me is the IMF headquarters, of Tokyo, where again today they have reiterated the importance of China uh, to the regional economy and, by extension, uh, the global economy. Of course, the IMF has just uh, revised uh, growth in China by up 0.4 percent to about 4.6 percent. But looking at a broader regional view has also attributed uh, construction in China uh, to an uptick in the uh, forecast uh, for the region from about 4.6 to 4.7 percent going into the rest of 2024 uh, also attributing strong domestic demand in India as well. Look at some other countries. India uh, is also expected to maintain 6.5% growth heading into 2025, where there's uh, expected to be by the IMF a bit of a slowdown. It's attributing strong economic performance in the US to an uptick in demand of electronics, uh, electronic uh, commodities globally, cameras, uh, laptops and the kind, and that's likely to benefit uh, economies in Singapore and uh, Korea in particular. If we look at the situation here, in japan it's a little different there was a strong economic rebound last year well strongly than it had been during the pandemic years uh but the imf attributes this largely to a bubble uh to you know the the pressure on the yen luring in uh, a strong tourist dollar and this is not expected to last so japan's growth forecast has dropped from two to one percent for the next year uh, but look, there's also come with some warning signs uh, and some warning uh, signals for the region from the IMF of disruption to supply lines from uh, obviously evolving conflicts in the Middle East but also of rhetoric Uh, geopolitical rhetoric coming from other world economies about de-risking their economies when it comes to their geopolitical relations Uh, the IMF calls this fragmentation as it is very disruptive to the region it can either lead to what they call friend shoring where uh, economies only do business with economies that they're friendly with or allies with or indeed reassuring uh, insular behavior protectionism maybe even isolationism the IMF is warning that this might not be so great for an anchor of the region such as China, and that what is not necessarily good for China's economy is not good for the region and at the moment not good for the world. So Beijing still very much in a uh, kingmaker king position and a box seat position going into the rest of 2024 and into 2025 as well.
1: well. Thank you for the update. That was Chris Gilbert in Tokyo for us. And now to the property sector. Shanghai partially eased restrictions on the city's property sector on Tuesday. Unmarried non-local residents who have contributed to Shanghai's social security fund or have paid individual taxes in Shanghai for more than five consecutive years are now allowed to purchase one apartment outside the city's outer ring expressway. And Shanghai was not the first among China's four megacities to adjust restrictive policies. On Saturday, Guangzhou scrapped purchase restrictions on residential homes above 120 square meters, a move that opened the door for non local residents to buy apartments in the city. Compared to the rather constructive easing measures, Suzhou which neighbors Shanghai was more bold, the city's housing regulator scrapped all restrictions on the same day when Shanghai announced its partial easing. The three cities' relief measures came after China's central government allowed local authorities full freedom in deciding housing policies to rebalance demand and supply. In addition, China's financial regulator said earlier it supports local authorities making adjustments to mortgage rate guidances if needed
4: whether it's about your education the home you live in or the items you buy your money has a story to tell because every business story is a human story global business
1: china's cross-border e-commerce characterized as a novel form and model of foreign trade has experienced substantial growth in recent years The Central Economic Work Conference has outlined plans to take further measures to enhance trade in this sector. SGTS Global Business has introduced a new series titled "Surfing the E-Commerce Wave, which delves into a range of topics, including supportive measures from local governments and the expansion of Chinese shopping sites in overseas markets. The series aims to explore the fresh growth opportunities and challenges associated with cross-border e-commerce. China's cross-border e-commerce is booming, and the trend is expected to continue this year, especially when combined with live streaming, says II Media Research. According to its latest report, China's cross-border live-streaming e-commerce market is expected to exceed 41 billion U.S. dollars in 2023, with a year-on-year growth rate of 155 percent. And in 2025, the market size will reach over 118 billion U.S. dollars. Among platforms, TikTok ranks top as the major cross-border e-commerce space globally. As of March 2022, TikTok had more than 1 billion global monthly users, a quarter of whom made purchases when surfing on the platform. And TikTok has made a significant acquisition of the majority of Indonesian e-commerce company Tokopedia. And this move is expected to reshape Indonesia's online marketplace and provide support to small businesses. And CGTN's Sakina Aluwalia reports from Jakarta.
5: After a brief pause, TikTok is back, turning viewers into buyers. The Chinese social media app is reshaping the future of shopping in Indonesia. TikTok invested 1.5 billion US dollars into Tokopedia, Indonesia's homegrown e commerce website.
2: Tokopedia's collaboration with TikTok aims to empower local MSMPs in Indonesia and help to contribute to national economic growth, especially through digital channels. In principle, TikTok will be the platform to display a variety of products to consumers. Payment will be processed by Tokopedia. During the pilot period, we will migrate the uh, back-end system of TikTok to Topopedia and we will ensure a seamless experience in our users interface.
5: TikTok has transformed Felicia's life. She sells unique items on her online shop sourced all the way from China. With TikTok, she reaches hundreds of customers daily. I'm very optimistic about this merger. I can go live again
1: to sell our products. I try
5: going live in other platforms, but the reach is just not as wide
3: as TikTok.
5: TikTok's investment is clearly a game changer. It's integrating two digital ecosystems to dominate the market. TikTok is not just a social media app anymore. It's becoming a go-to shopping destination. And with Tokopedia's infrastructure, both companies are expected to capture a significant market share. Experts say they are projected to take over at least 40% of Indonesia's e-commerce market. In a country where traditional markets are still common, this deal signifies an important shift. Indonesia, a country of over 270 million people, is beginning to fully embrace online shopping and the digital economy.
0: Data show that Indonesian
4: users prefer to shop on
2: social media apps. This includes other apps aside from TikTok.
4: There has been a massive
2: change in the way people shop in the past few years. This will what sets TikTok apart from other competitors. They are able to offer exactly what consumers are looking for in this day and age.
5: TikTok and Tokopedia is already redefining that ecosystem, promising a future where shopping is not just a transaction, but a valuable experience and a part of everyday life. Sulkina Aluwalia, CGTN, Jakarta.
1: And that we do for this edition of Global Business on CGTN. I'm Guanxi in Beijing. Thank you for being with us.